This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Let's start out, though, with our first guest. She is an expert on the transformational consumer. Hello, Tara. Hi there. How are you guys? Doing very well. Thanks for asking, Tara. Excellent. So, Tara, uh, you were talking about uh, this transformational consumer. How big is this segment? How big is this opportunity? So we did a study for the book. We studied, we did a survey of 2,000 American customers. Mm. Almost exactly 50% of them qualified as transformational consumers. Mm. And our qualification questions, um, uh, there's there's a bunch of them, but they, the summary is, I use digital or real-world products at least three times a week in an effort to achieve my healthy, wealthy, wiser goals. Gotcha. Um, so 50% is not a niche. <laughs> That's right. <enormous>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Does it skew young, com- old, or female, male, anything like that? They are, they are almost, they, uh, it was very close. It wasn't exactly 50-50 female, male, but it was close. One thing that I want to point out here is we've talked a lot about health, and that is natural for me because of my background. But also, people who listen to you know business radio <laughs> to try to get better at their careers mm-hmm. or businesses tend to be transformational consumers. People who are always studying for like a certification or a graduate oh, degree—that's what wiser are is. transformational consumers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the healthier. Wiser can include um, wiser and wealthier often intertwine, as mm. you might guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but sometimes they don't. Wiser also includes a bunch of like self-actualization pursuits. So people who are downloading Headspace to meditate more mm-hmm. or taking yoga retreats or just generally even doing um, giving, charitable giving in an effort to be a better citizen of the world. Mm-hmm. So all of the uptick in giving to the ACLU <laughs> last year, mm-hmm. um, a lot of those people, in fact, that particular trend of voting for and against companies with my dollars, mm-hmm. which we're seeing happen a lot and I think is very relevant to today's news at Uber. Oh, um, yeah, that is interesting. Right. right. These are all, we see these all as transformational tr- consumer trends. These are ways people are spending their money to try to be better. But I do see that wiser part. It's a little bit different. You know, doing yoga or giving money to charities is not as difficult as running every day. You know what I mean? Like, right. do, do you, do you, well, it depends on what What's your particular? I, these things are very individual. Um, I think, and I think there are, I think there are real differences in how easy and hard those things are based on personal history. Right. Like if you come from a family where giving is very natural, or right. you've seen people do it, that doesn't seem that hard. Right. Um, or if you are seeing other people in your in your social set do it, but for many people, that is a it's a very different way of life. <laughs> yeah, let, let, um, let, let me ask you this, Tara, because this is interesting and sort of building on Barbara's point as well, because you, you went there when you said you mentioned this almost Maslowian kind of idea of self-actualization yeah. Yeah. and the idea that, you know, you're, you're pursuing something greater. You are trying to transcend and reach a higher level, if you will. Does your analysis try to distinguish between the extent to which each of these three elements are primary or secondary within the person's goal pursuit, or is it? Do you just ha- is this like zero one? You are, are you are a transformative, or you are not? How do you think about that? So we don't, and I think that is an that's, that's a really good question. question. He's going to make your world that, more I'm complicated. I'll tell you why we don't. But I think that's a really smart way to think about this. Yeah. We don't because um, I have an agenda. 
I am probably, everybody has an agenda, Mm -hmm. but I have a real agenda and I'm very clear about it. My agenda is to get companies and brands and product developers and marketers to start thinking about their products and their brands in the same ways and through the same lenses that their consumer audiences do. Okay. And those are broad lenses, right? Right. People, um, in, in fact, I talk a lot about how broad these healthy, wealthy, and wise product bucket categories can be. Mm-hmm. And I give the example in the book of like, hey, if, you know, you can actually market almost anything through a transformational lens. Mm. You shouldn't okay. <laughs> oh. because it strains credibility for people okay. if you're out there trying to market you know, vodka as helping you get healthier. Mm. Or wiser. There's probably some angle <laughs> through which you could say it's like good for your stress management. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's not, that doesn't make, that strains credibility for people. Right. So I give an example in the book, like, like garbage bags are a product where most people are not making that choice to buy a particular brand of garbage bag or not based on transformational objectives. Mm-hmm. Unless they're trying and to be environmental. Sustainability. Well, so that recently, of... someone called me out on this, and this is actually why I bring the garbage bag example up. Mm. Someone in the audience that I was speaking at a conference, someone says, I, I read the book, um, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and my whole I decided with my whole family we were going to do this very massive like decluttering thing in an effort to like get clearer, fight less. Mm. <laughs> everybody's stuff is in everybody else's way. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be more productive, which is a very critical wealthy wise overlap goal mm-hmm. that comes up all the time. And they were like, so what did we do? We went out and bought a bunch of garbage. <laughs> 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 so even while I'm saying think broadly, but not that broad, they're going, actually, we did buy trans, we bought garbage bags transformationally. Right. Um, so consumers don't really think of these things as in very isolated ways. And the whole point of the framework is actually to get companies to shift into thinking about uh, thinking um, in a very, what I call problem first way, which means to focus first on your customer's real world problems Mm -hmm. and real world journeys of trying to solve those problems and what products and content you can innovate to help ease their journey or guide them along the journey versus thinking very product first, which is the perspective that I see mostly in in product development and marketing today. This is a very different approach to brands and retailing than, say, Amazon is pushing. Because what Amazon is pushing, I think, is make shopping easy. Just mm-hmm. make it convenient. Don't think about it so much. Right. And you're at, you know, let's take away all the pain points. And you're advocating, actually, think about it. You know, like, how can you Connected improve yourself? To, That's a pretty right. highly cognitive approach. Kind of. I mean, in some ways, I actually like a lot of what Amazon's doing because that focus on removing consumer frictions is very problem first, right? Mm. Even when a company that was dedicated to like, we are going to remove brick and mortar from the shopping experience, Mm -hmm. when a company like that goes out and buys a brick and mortar grocery store change, on some levels, that's an acknowledgement that like, customers want to be able to touch their produce. I completely agree with that. I think that's one of the most important things about that. Amazon, king of digital, is acknowledging that physical stores are here to stay. Right. Right? And and I think I also, uh, not to be like super conspiracy theorists about it or anything, (laughs) but I do think that 
Amazon recognizes the very rich opportunities for customer insights that happen when you have customers' well, bodies in a store. Right, right. that's true. Um, that's a and, and and if the com- if they didn't really care about customer first, problem first, they wouldn't care about that. They right. Just keep. Oh, like, they definitely are customer centric. I don't want to imply yeah. that they're not. For sure, that's yeah. the case. Yeah. That's right. But I do want to ask you, Tara. What are some other like examples that you can tell us about brands that are really hitting it out? of the ballpark in terms of really, really nailing this, this connection to the transformative consumer. Are there other examples and sort of why you want to highlight them as being particularly good examples of this? There are a bunch. Okay, <laughs> um, great. I have a bunch and like I heard you talking about retail. So I was just jotting notes down of some retail things that I've been seeing happen that I am very interested in. Mm-hmm. So I've, um, I've seen CVS make a bunch of changes that are really interesting, yes. including most notably yes. the removal of cigarettes, yep. and right. tobacco, tobacco products, products from mm-hmm. the stores at a, you know, at a, an initial <laughs> hit to their. Absolutely. Uh, it was a big sheet. part of their business and they did yes. it anyway. Yeah. Total, total so rebrand. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, we've seen Target consistently make a bunch of changes and we're seeing those changes trickle down into the big food system generally. So Target um, reduced their shelf space for packaged foods by a lot. Mm. Um, and actually called like a summit of the biggest food providers being like, hey guys, you got one year. <laughs> wow. fresh. Was that Brian Cornell who did that? Um, or before him? I'm sorry? Was it Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target? Yes, that, it was. Uh, it was Brian Cornell that did that. Mm-hmm. Um, right shortly after he got there. Oh, um, cool. They also reorganized their assortment pretty deeply with wellness as a big category mm. across the store, including pharmacy and athletic apparel and fresh food and a bunch of, that was very unusual for retail, um, changed what they have on the checkout counters in a bunch of, in like 40 stores or something. They're piloting like health foods at the checkout counters oh, wow. instead of junk food. Interesting. That's cool. um, so I like that stuff. Let's see. Any I've any examples always, in terms of the wealth and, and wisdom piece? Yeah, I yeah, was just going to shift to that. I think a lot of the um, like online education things that you see get pretty interesting. Some of the MOOCs, some of like Coursera. Mm. Um, We're a big player in that space. Right. Um, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do a great job, stuff. by the way. We're all about the MOOCs, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> um, so I like that. Even some of the things that you wouldn't think of as quite so academic, but that are still in the online education space are really solving problems for people. Companies like Masterclass. Mm. Um Let's see. Those are some of the ones that come like first to mind. I'm trying to think, you know, personal finance. I've, I have, I will tell you one of the bigger, um, one set of companies that I do feel like does a really good job that is counterintuitive are some of the collaborative consumption companies. So like people, uh, Airbnb, we have talked a lot over the years about how they see both their guests and their hosts as transformational consumers. Mm. Um, their guests are often on the white, uh, sorry, the hosts often on the wealthy side. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make you know better use of the resources that they have in their right. disposal and make mm-hmm. some money with un, with empty real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and hosts often on the you know, many Airbnbs are not necessarily saving people money to stay in them, but it's a very different way to stay in a 
community in a way that we would uh, count as wiser. Wow. Well, Tara Nicole um, Nelson, thank yeah. you so much for coming on our show tonight. The time is up. Thank it's amazing. You, thank you were very you. interesting. It was a pleasure to have you. Likewise, um, pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. And if you want to learn more about Tara Nicole, you can go to taranicole.com. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.